0: Welcome to The Daily Process. This is a podcast about navigating our beautifully stimulating world by practicing self care while living an imperfectly balanced life. We're your hosts, Samantha Gatowski and Natalie
1: Myers. We sit down to cultivate conversations about self reflection, healthy relationships, self improvement, self care, and all the shit in between.
0: So, this whole idea started after bonding over the grueling, ugly, but necessary work we put into bettering ourselves. We feel called to speak about our personal growth and self-care tips with the hopes to create a community featuring deeper and not-so-easy conversations.
1: And we look forward to hosting conversations with pioneers in the self-care community to further our education with hopes you can learn something too. So, click,
0: subscribe, grab a beverage, and level up with a daily process.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number four. We are chatting about setting goals and what that looks like through the different chapters of our life.
0: Yeah, we wanted to share a little bit about how maybe five years ago goal setting looked really different to us than it does now and how staying flexible in your goal setting um, really can help and knowing that things, you might have to be flexible, you might have to pivot. Your goal setting might be entirely different now because you're in the middle of a pandemic. They might be different because you just got married. They might be different because you're going through a divorce. You might be different because you just had a kid. Like just how much they can change in a couple of minutes.
1: Yeah, I used to set these super lofty goals that basically were completely changing my life and like by tomorrow I'm gonna lose 10 pounds and only eat spinach and love myself like okay well that's good luck yeah that's not realistic honestly parts of those goals are great but it's just in no way shape or form was that a realistic goal um and I would write these goals down that were just so lofty and big and just I guess they were fine goals, but I wasn't doing any of the legwork to actually achieve these goals. So um, Sam had brought up when we were talking about this episode about setting goals and actually achieving goals, two totally very different things. Yep. And that's such a good point.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, I mean, it wouldn't be a daily process podcast if we didn't use the word self-care. So let's just get it out of the way. (laughs) Um, but I think tying that in with your goal setting is also really important to us. So if you want to lose 10 pounds because you'll be healthier and you'll feel better. Great. Okay. What does that look like? Not just, okay, now the scale says 140 instead of 150. Yay. No. What did you, what do you, what did you achieve in doing that? What do you, how are you a better person because of it? Or, um, putting 10 things to change in the next week. Okay. Probably not going to be great for mental health. Probably going to feel like, (laughs) you know, practical, staying practical and setting goals, I think is super important. So like you said, you know, if if you set a hundred goals and then achieve none of them by the end of the year, you pretty much just stressed yourself out for a year trying to be better. Right. Okay. How can we break those goals down and kind of share with you once again, like we always say our tips and tricks and resources that have helped us because goal setting can be super intimidating. Yeah. Uh, it can be super stressful. Um, <laughs> we'll touch a lot on some of you might be setting a goal to buy a half a million dollar house by the end of the year. Some of you might be have a goal to have $50 in your savings account by the end of the year. doesn't matter what everyone around you is doing or depends on, you know, depends on what you're doing and what works for you. Right.
1: <clears throat> I used to have this slippery like back slope of setting goals. So same with when I was setting them lofty, I then in turn would be disappointed that I didn't achieve them. And so I would almost slump back further than I was before mm, and point. just beat myself up about it. So I think a really big uh, underlying practice that you should do when setting goals is to be patient with yourself, understand that it's not going to happen overnight, and be empathetic and just speak kindly. Granted, I should be taking my own advice because it's, <laughs> all of us. Yeah. It's uh it's just easy to feel like you fail if you don't achieve your goal. But the rewards and punishment side of goals, so what do you get or what do you win if you achieve your goal?
0: Ooh, um, yeah, touch on that more. I like that.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. That's uh, yes. yes, Natalie. <laughs> I I don't really work well with, okay, if you save, you know, $200 this month and put it into your untouched savings, then you can um, go buy a new dress. Like, I don't really need like a tangible gift or reward, but I like to view it of, okay, if you work through your trust issues, you'll have a better relationship in the future, Um, So I like to know like what's going to change my life, change in my life because of the positive goal versus, okay, go treat yourself. Granted, that might work for some people because some, a lot of people really like that style. It's just not me. Um, Or how negatively impact. So like you were joking about like, okay, if you don't do this, you have to go clean the (laughs) toilet. Basically. uh, Yeah, that does work for some people is like, if you don't, um, save two hundred dollars then you don't get to go out to dinner that week or yeah. you know something like that um but i view it like if you don't accomplish these or achieve these goals it will negatively impact your life and you're making that choice right, right. by not taking these actions so i kind of view it as like consequence
0: yeah it, it sounds really. actually healthier as i'm sitting here and maybe that's because i am actually the opposite. I am one of those people that I at least maybe more so in the past. I guess that I'm really thinking through it right now. I'm probably better at saying, hey, your life will be much better if you do it this way or if you um work, like you said, this issue, which I really like that. But I think because I'm such a competitive person, I was a thousand percent ride by my parents growing up. And I can't blame them at all because it's because I was a brat. Like I, I'm just going to give some funny examples. So my little sister, when she was born, I loved the name Veronica. That's why I wanted to name her and call her Ronnie. (laughs) Okay. You're five. Like, why do you think you have that big of a, like, why, why are you that concerned about it? Everyone else in the family wanted to name her Victoria, which is what she's named. Go by Tori. And my parents, I can't remember, it was either Twix or Noah's Milky Way for sure. Like, we will get you five king-size Milky Way bars if you let <laughs> us name her Victoria. Like, what? Like, that was me. Or like, if you go water skiing with our, this water ski instructor that we got you you can get three <laughs> sparkly body lotions I'm at Bath & Body Works. Do you remember those lotions? Yes. Please tell me they yeah, were amazing. Yeah, I think amazing. I broke out into a rash. because yeah. of- <laughs> Probably most, I probably did too. But so I think from a young age, I saw like, if I do something, I get this. Right. And so I did that probably the majority of my life. And it's nothing against my parents. Like do not mom, dad, you're listening. I love you. You're amazing. Um, <laughs> but that's how my brain kind of was programmed. So I would say, you know, if you just going on a negative one, how I used to do, like if you go to the gym, you'll look great in your new bathing suit. You can buy on the boat. Okay. So that's not really, um, it's not really helping with your mental health when it comes around working out. That's literally just, that's literally hurting it. So instead, like, hey, I love how you put it. Um, If you work out, you're going to feel better and you'll probably live longer. You'll probably, you know, love yourself more because you feel great. Right. Well, Because how you look.
1: Right. And it splashes over to not just if you work out, you'll look better in your bikini on the boat. It's then if you didn't work out, well, now it taints my experience of the time on the boat. Yeah. In my bikini with my friends. So. It it just almost has like a double handed negative to it.
0: Yeah. And I think this kind of brings up <clears throat> this is a little bit off topic, but I'm sure especially female listeners right now are thinking, Holy crap, yeah, goal setting, like there's a lot of self-work that has to go into these things because right now we just kind of got on focusing on, you know, going to the gym or buying a new dress, whatever. That's kind of how our brains are programmed already. Right. So how can we kind of take the self-work out of that? See where we're trying to actually, what are we actually trying to achieve? Like, you, yes, you might want to look good in your bathing suit, or yes, you might want to look great in a dress at a wedding or whatever, want to have the most healthy relationship. But are you doing that for other people? Or are you doing that for yourself? Really, in general, we all just want to feel good about ourselves. And if we're not, we're just projecting those other things, right. which <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast topic. <laughs> but I think going through and sharing with you guys our stories and kind of how we, we've, we've, re- reprogrammed our brains to set goals achieve them and then say okay we did this what's next what did I learn from that last goal kind of moving forward so I know that you shared with kind of your and how you go through goals and how you set them sounds like a lot healthier than I do what are (laughs) what are your other tips that you use to set goals
1: well I think they only sound healthier because I was so bad at the other way (laughs) I was so negative to myself that I was like, okay, okay, this is not working. Yeah. I am more miserable when I set goals. So then I kind of just stopped setting goals altogether and almost did like a reset of like, you know, just get through today. Yeah. But that's a goal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sad goal. But <laughs> No, but I think the smaller goals of, we were kind of talking about this earlier about celebrating the small wins. And yes, I am a total believer to have yearly goals, 10 year goals, lifetime goals. Like what story, what are you going to be proud of? What do you want your story to be at the end of this year or 10 years or whatever? Um, And that's a nice question to start provoking what your actual goals are. So then you can start creating a system to work towards those, but also the small wins of, um, I opened a Vanguard account and I started saving for my retirement like that's amazing and then that's huge. Just, just like little wins like that um to celebrate those and to feel accomplished you yeah. know that you're making healthy strides and even if that wasn't necessarily like a written down goal um but to just take little wins and celebrate them
0: yeah I like that and going off the financial part I think I, used to think, oh, my God, if I only put $10 away saving, that's so embarrassing. Like, why can't I save more than that? But actually, let's say that you did that for two years. That's $240. Am I doing my math right? Um, <laughs> For two years, that once you then have more money to put away, like, that's better than nothing. Right. So I think that we're taught, like, they have to be these huge, I have to set this goal to buy this house, or I have to set this goal to, you know... I don't know, be the best friend in the world. Like I don't know, just there's these there's all these different goals that we put pressure on ourselves. And like you said, it's almost like you can go backwards. Yeah. You can take steps back and be like, oh shit, like I'm a shittier humor than human than I was when I started trying to make <laughs> achieve this goal. Right. You know? right.
1: It's uh so I had to learn how to speak kindly to myself and then not feel I don't like to fail. I don't You know, it I don't I don't think anyone likes that feeling, but it didn't drive me to be better. It just made me squat and wanna wallow in it. Yeah. (laughs) So um just to understand the way that I operate and then to know how to actually accomplish what what I want to do. And so I think that's I feel like I learned that when I lived alone too, along with a lot of self care practices. But I learned how to communicate with myself. Is that weird?
0: No, I think that's awesome. And I think (laughs) failure is an awesome word to talk about when we're talking about goal setting, because so far, 12 minutes in, we're like, yeah, you could do this. You can maybe do that. You can maybe do that. (laughs) Um, No matter what way you do this, whether you're listening to this and thinking, these girls have no idea about goal setting. I should probably teach them. Or, wow, I never even thought about setting smaller goals or more practical goals or, you know, different ways to do it. Um, The word failure is going to come up you're going to either fail at a goal or maybe realize you have to do it a different way, which could be interpreted as failing, but that's more pivoting, being right. flexible, which we've talked about so many times. There, I, personal example, I mean, everyone has gone, gone through it with this pandemic, but we were about to be business owners on the day that everything shut down the pandemic. Like our goals were 100%. I mean, probably for the first time in my life at 29 years old, of my energy was put into starting buying this business. And for nine months with our business partners, that's all we talked about. That's all we thought about. We had these huge, beautiful goals. And when that dream didn't happen, I sound like I'm crying. I'm not. My throat is just, I guess I (laughs) could cry too, but I'm not, I swear. Um, But when that didn't happen, we were just pretty crushed for probably... I mean, realistically, a couple months, and we still are here and there five months later. But what are we going to do? Are we going to sit here the rest of the year, 2020, and be like, well, we didn't achieve that that goal, we're failures, you know, we didn't buy the winery, who are we, People are gonna, who, what are people going to think of us? Instead, well, we did do that for two months, full disclosure, and we drank a lot, and we ate a lot of cheesy bread to try to deal with the emotions. <laughs> but then one night, we literally sat down, like, okay... By the end, I love this. You taught me this. What's the story we want to tell at the end of 2020? So do we want to say like, oh, well, we almost bought a winery, but it didn't happen. And it was a great goal and a great dream, but it didn't. Or do we want to say, hey, like we went through ups and downs and it was crazy, but now we own this or now maybe we, you know, our relationship is stronger because of it. So instead of wallowing, it's like that doesn't happen. Maybe growing from it in a different way. And that's a whole nother type of goal you and achievement. So failure sucks. But if you listen to any entrepreneur, there's no entrepreneur in this world that successful that has just like, boom, it. Like, that was easy. <laughs> people start like seven companies. I just listened to the um, podcast, how I built this with the um, owner of the Tom shoes. He started like five businesses. Some, some did great, some didn't before that. And he was like, I think mid thirties, mid forties when he started Tom's, like you just, you can't just fail and then think, okay, I'm done. So failure is a great word to bring up.
1: Well, and I like that you said, when you said, what do you want your 2020 to look like? Do you want it to look like, does your story want to, wow. Does your, is your story that you didn't buy a winery? Right. So I think that that's something that people choose what defines them. Yeah. So like my parents have been divorced since I was really young. So I could have been the kid that has divorced parents. Yeah. And doesn't believe in marriage because my parents are divorced. And which a lot of people yeah. have that. And I and I totally get that because it's it can be pretty defining. But at the same time my goal was this would not define me. I love that. My story will not be that I'm the girl who had tragedy in her childhood. That will not be my goal. So I think it's almost in reverse. You're like setting goals to not be a certain way. Yeah. So therefore you're taking positive strides towards a different lifestyle. And hopefully it's also a positive lifestyle.
0: Yeah. I love that. to be honest, when we were going through this, I didn't even think about the word failure. And I think we could have got all the way through and just talked about setting goals and doing (laughs) great and good luck. But really... If we want to talk about being practical, that's just true. So, you know, pivoting is a huge part and hopefully at some point during this podcast in the future, we won't have to reference the pandemic, but I think it's super important right now that mental health and goal setting looks very different right now, but it doesn't mean that you can't achieve goals during a pandemic. Right. It just might mean that you have to restart them 75 times right? <laughs> because I can tell you I have a thousand percent. And I letting go of expectations of your goals, too, is another great word to remember when it comes to failure. Like there's a very fine line between being like, oh, well, whatever happens, if it doesn't happen, then, you know, it's whatever. Well, you still have to put the work into it, but you do have to be open to the fact that you can work your ass off and do everything right and it might not happen okay, what did I learn from that? What's my new goal from it? Right. Maybe not to have as high as expectations when it comes to this, or maybe going with the flow or maybe, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, hard on myself during this part, but I got to get through it too. Like that goal could literally just be like, to be less hard on yourself.
1: Great Great goal, actually. (laughs) Amazing goal. Um, Speaking about 2020, did you, do you set new year's resolutions and do you count those as goals?
0: Great question. There has been so, it's so funny that you say that because there's a few influencers that I follow that for some reason, the last few weeks have talked about how they don't believe in new year's resolutions. But in my head, they say like, I just set goals and I'm like, I think they're the same thing personally. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like when people say that they um. Like for me, I say, I send energy to people and people say, I'll pray for you. We're doing the same thing. Right. We're thinking of you. I think that um, if you want to get an argument, those things are different. Okay, that's that's your prerogative, but we're pretty much doing the same thing. So for me, I love the new year. I love like the rebirth of a new person. Um, I do think that mentally it probably helps to just say, these are goals, then like resolution, because we've just given <laughs> like so much to that. And like, I think no one has... Benefited more from these resolutions than like gyms or the fitness community oh my because that's what everyone does. And yeah. I go someone who goes to the gym well pre-pandemic five days a week and seen the influx like from January, February, March, which I used to be once again full disclosure negative. about it. I'd be like, oh my god, oh my gosh, it was so annoying. Who are these people <laughs> taking the treadmills? You're not even here now. I'm like, good for you. Like, yes, I hope you're here till April. Like, you can do this. Like, let's go. But But, don't get on my machine. Yeah, but also (laughs) if you go on that stair climber, like that's fine. Um, See you in October. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You won't even be here. You (laughs) won't be here in April. But um, I do think that from, I I do set New Year's resolutions. I do them differently now. I used to write down a super long list on a um, sticky pad and put it on my, the frame of my door. So when I walked out, I would see it. And it would be like, Learn Spanish by the end of the year, fluently. Um God. learn 12 songs on the guitar. At this point, I couldn't even play a chord on the guitar. Um, save twenty-five thousand dollars. At that point, I'm a server making, you know, like who knows, someday's great. Not money, making days that yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah, not even making that year. Great point. Um, or like, you know, just crazy goals. And I think it's awesome to have large resolutions, large goals, or whatever, but that kind of brings us to, like, practicality. We'll, we'll feed into that in a minute, but where are you at with resolutions?
1: So, I do believe in resolutions, but I believe the same thing. Like, I think they're goals. I don't think – I don't know if you should use that time to maybe become a totally different person, yeah. but I do like the – use of that time period of the start of a new year to do some heavy self-reflection on the past year and of yourself and self-reflection on yourself <laughs> and <laughs> and kind of see where you saw some gaps and where you thought you could improve or things that bugged you. So something that I set a goal or resolution, I guess, that I had set a couple years ago was probably probably my favorite resolution that I've set and I've actually continued it since then. It's probably four or five years old. Um, but I felt annoyed that I felt as though I was being annoying if I gave a compliment to a stranger. Mm. So it was totally a me thing. It was, it was, it was kind of like a societal norm. Like you just, you mind your own business. You don't talk to strangers. You just keep walking. Yeah. Um, but then I had had a couple strangers compliment me like, oh, my gosh, I love your shirt or I love your shoes. And I felt so good it every
0: day. Yeah, I was years.
1: like, I'm going to wear this shirt forever now. Yeah, <laughs> never funny. take it off. And I was like, wow, that is so easy. That literally gives one sentence, not too much energy. And it makes somebody feel so good and maybe catches them off guard on a bad day. And it is like that one little light in that day. So that was my New Year's resolution was if I thought a positive thing, I needed to say it. Even if it was going through a crowd to tell a girl like, oh my gosh, I love that color on you. It looks so good. You should keep wearing it. Yeah. And then go about your business. Granted, at first I was weird.
0: <laughs> I can just imagine your squirrely self. Walking up yeah, like, hey.
1: yeah I, I, think, <laughs> I love you. Yeah, it was like definitely teetering like, is she coming on to me? Yeah, (laughs) true. We have
0: that issue a lot.
1: (laughs) But it felt so good to just say positive things. And I was thinking them in my head already. Like, wow, she looks good in that color. I love those shoes. Or her perfume smells amazing or whatever. Um, And it's not always female-based, but I was already thinking them. So the only thing that was stopping it from me was –
0: fear of looking like
1: an idiot yeah like almost societal pressures and then um just maybe like oh they they don't want to be disrupted they don't want to be disrupted by compliment yeah I'm sure (laughs) that sounds horrible yeah (laughs) so I love that one and that one kept minor kind of more behavioral versus I'm gonna lose weight or which is a fine goal but it just never really worked for me because I, I don't think I want to lose weight honestly
0: yeah <laughs> I don't... we feel we are saying it because we have to yeah if someone else you know the magazine told us to
1: right um so more of a behavioral goal um that I really that's my resolution time is to say something like that
0: that's crazy as you were saying that I was looking up the actual definition of resolution and goal because I think it's always cool to actually hear them. Resolution is actually a firm decision to do or not do something, Mm. which is kind of, yes, like I'm going to work out three days a week this year. That is a resolution. But then when you look up the definition of a goal, (laughs) then you've got the object of a person's ambition or effort and aim or desired result. So, Pretty much same thing, yeah. right? So you can use those words interchangeably. I think resolutions just got really trendy and like, I have to have one. Otherwise, what's the point of this year? Right. And, but-
1: the, and it was kind of like a full scale. Like some people take it and run with it. And some people are like, uh, oh, it's fake. Everyone sets resolutions and never, never achieves right? them. Right. Then I got
0: negative because yeah. people weren't doing it. Yeah. Probably everyone working at the gym. They're <laughs> like, okay, hey, what the heck? Yeah. There's a thousand people here. Now there's a hundred. Right. But I I don't know. I think it's, once again, talking about, I mean, think if you can think back, which is crazy that we were celebrating New Year's seven months ago, which seems like seven years ago. The goals that we had for ourselves, the resolutions, whatever word you want to use. I'm laughing, crying, thinking about the fact that we thought that those things were going to happen. Like, it's just... You are, yes, you are in control of your life. I think we always talk about that. You have the decisions to decide where you're going or the opportunities to decide where you're going, but you could make some real cool goals and resolutions. And then there could be a global pandemic. So maybe your goal this year was to take your first solo trip. Like I think about that every day of me five years ago, like booking my trip to New Zealand. And I was so excited if that, if this was me now, five years later doing it, I won't be able to go. I right. think of someone who worked all that. So trying to take those things and pivot and think, okay, well, maybe this was instead of my first year to go, it was my first year to plan. So now I have more, more time to plan for my 2021 or my goal was to go to the gym five days a week. Okay. Well, now my goal is to work out in my basement five days a week, you know, so changing mm-hmm. them that way.
1: Yeah, man, whew. I know. Come, I'm up. just thinking about my resolutions. <laughs> March came, and then it was kind of like a, the largest record scratch of like, eh, and we're gonna remix 2020. And For real. Here you go. Um, try to handle it. And my goals went so micro, where it was like, shower. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> Maybe not that micro. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's me. <laughs> yeah. But don't only go grocery shopping once every two weeks. That was my goal because Mm, I used to go every Every. day pretty much like, Oh, I forgot this. I forgot this. I forgot that. Um, But because you wanted to eliminate exposure and not going out and you wanted to stay home and because of the quarantine or stay at home, you know, a request that um, my goal was to only go every two weeks. I could have gone more than that in theory, but that was my goal. So, like, little ones like that, where it's like, eh, I yeah. mean, I'm just getting through that two weeks of weird groceries.
0: Yep. That was a big change, too, for me. Because I love, like, the fresh organic going to the co-op, like, every two to three days. Well, you can't do that anymore. So, that was a hard one for right. me, big time. Here's some canned beans. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um. So... Some tips that I have used in the past um, and currently, obviously, I, like I said, I used to be a real big goal setter. And then at the end of the year, I would, I, so I write, I mean, how many times am I going to say this? I'd write my journal every day, <laughs> but at the end of the year, I would just get so down on myself. I'd be like, you can't even play one song on the guitar. I can't believe that you like said that you wanted to sing 12 or You know, you said you were gonna play your guitar at a at a gig this year. Well, you don't even know how to play yet. How are you supposed to get? How are you supposed to learn and then be able to play in front of people? Like that's just there's so many different I think um, layers of goals too that we forget. Mm -hmm. So like you're saying, these micro goals maybe give. Okay, I'm just gonna use this example because I've already started. I want to play guitar by the end of the year. Okay, well before you learn. To play guitar, what does that even mean? Do you want to play a song? Do you want to learn how to play a chord? Do you want to learn how to play a verse? Do you want to learn how to play it? you know what I mean? There's so many mm-hmm. parts of it. And then, okay, so what's it in five years? Okay, I want to be playing in front of people. Or like I want to be able to play one song around the campfire at Fourth of July celebrations. You know what I mean? Right. So like taking them apart, um, for me that was huge. So I used to have these mm-hmm. giant, giant goals and now I make kind of smaller ones. And I've realized um I got to find if there's actually a study that we can reference here, we can fact check after, but, um, how, you know, playing five minutes a day is actually better than, you know, taking one lesson a week, the consistency Mm -hmm. or like picking apart your goals. So, okay, you want to learn 10 words in Spanish. You want to save $10,000 in three months and you want to call your mom once a week because you want to have a better relationship with her maybe start like January, you try to call your mom once a week. Because if you're trying to do three new things in a month, then by the end of the month, you're just like, I didn't even do any of them. Instead, you're like, hey, I just finished. Because I've noticed for myself, I just get down on myself. And I'm like, oh, I'm not even doing this yet. Instead of being like, wow, I just finished one of these goals. That gives you the kind of the adrenaline and like Mm -hmm. the confidence to know that you can achieve the next goal too. But I think waiting, setting the goal, achieving it, and then being able to set another goal, I think is really helpful for me. Absolutely. I agree. I'm totally the same way in that. Like, I felt like I'd get so mad at myself for not doing them instead of being like, "You, I, I just did it to myself the other day. I can finally play a few songs on the guitar, like 12 Ooh. years later. <laughs> and instead of being like, yay, I did it. I'm like, oh, I haven't wrote down all my travel journals in my in my computer. <laughs> or like that's what i've been wanting to do for this whole this whole pandemic what have i what have i been doing you learn how to play a few songs on the guitar like you should be celebrating run around you have been trying to do that for years right you know so i think picking those apart has been really helpful for me
1: well and that you show it's yes you get the reward of now you can play guitar but you also get the reward of actually accomplishing a goal that feels so good the best it's it's like the stripes when you vacuum I feel so good oh my
0: god looking <laughs> at your carpet wow you do those great
1: <laughs> it just feels good to accomplish a goal and then you want to do the next one you want to check off the next on the list um and sometimes they're accomplished in a day sometimes they're accomplished in a month or a quarter a year and 10 years kind of thing but I like that you pull out that it's um multi-layer like if you want to you know play guitar or if you want to save up 10 grand in the next three months. What does that look like? Like that's right. such a good goal. Sure. Set it, but you can't just set it and forget it. Right. That means you actively have to be saving. You actively have to be aware of your spending and where your money is going and how much you're bringing in. So it actually takes effort because I think I used to just write them down and be like, okay, somebody's going to do this now. Right. There's a little fairies. I'm
0: going to give me 10 grand.
1: Yeah. That's the work is I wrote it down and I look at me, I'm doing it. And it's, just not that you really have to take the steps. Sure. Set a goal. And even if it's lofty, frankly, and we had said maybe don't set lofty goals, but the only thing we really mean about that is don't just set them and forget them. It's set them and then understand what it takes to achieve that goal. So if you want to buy a million dollar house, awesome. That's amazing. So if you, what are you going to do to get that? Right. Um, and that's maybe where people sometimes find it really overwhelming
0: to set goals. It is, I think. So kind of picking that apart more, cause some people might be listening thinking, yeah, that's what I do. So you're saying something that I do, but what do I do to not do that? So I think the perfect example is walking the walk instead of just talking the talk, like actually doing it. So writing it down is one thing, but then, so let's take the example of saving the $10,000. So first, do you even make enough money to save that amount of money? Right. Great thing that you said about when I said serving, like I probably was making that. <laughs> um, and then what do you, you know, budgeting, what do I spend money on that I maybe not need to? Okay. Yeah. I go out to dinner four t- days a week. Can I cut that down to one and buy groceries and maybe meal prep instead? how much money will that save? Right.
1: Um or coffees or what, like, where is your disposable income go?
0: Exactly. So writing those things down and getting to the point, because then you actually have a clear line to get there. I think sometimes we think, okay, here's a goal, but how the hell am I even going to achieve it? Totally makes sense. We all do it, but breaking it down and actually, I think, especially for me, I'm a very visual person. So Mm -hmm. seeing like, oh, and it's actually wild. Like I, I saved almost $7,000 to go on my world trip. five was five years ago. And I was thinking this is going to take me forever. And it did take me time. And I was a server again at this point. I was not making a lot of money. But every night after we would work, we'd go to the Meanwhile in Grand Rapids. And I would at least have a few drinks myself. And then being the generous drunk that I am, I would buy a round for everyone. Or I would... You know, buy a couple shots for friends, which is great to do. Don't stop doing nice things. But, okay, now your bills... I mean, meanwhile, it's still like 50 bucks for 100 drinks. But (laughs) still, $50 three times a week. That's $150 a week. That's $600 a month? Oh, my gosh. So when you break those things down, one of my favorite things my parents taught me is that everyone spends their money differently. So true, but where can you break it up? So when people tell me I could never afford that, I just... I know with some people that's true, but but I also see you going to the bar every weekend. So right. you could afford it if you stop going to the bar, but that's also a sacrifice. So right. making those realistic steps into achieving your goal, I think is super important and helpful.
1: Absolutely. I remember I people that I knew made more money than me being cheap mm-hmm. and not being as drunkly generous and in, in my mind, I called it cheap. That's not fair, though, because what I saw was, okay, well, my legacy at this point is going to be the girl that buys rounds at bars, not the girl that lives in a nice house. <laughs> That's what I want my story to be? No. At that point, yes, though. Yeah. So then it was understanding you don't have to do that. You don't have to act as if money's nothing because money is something. I'm not saying it's everything, but it if it will help you achieve your goal, it is something. Um, and then just be, have some self-control really is what my issue was. Yeah. So the same thing of, I, so because I wanted to save money, I got an app that tracked all my spending and then it would put it into a like a pie graph of, you know, like this is your utilities and rent and blah, 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 And the visual of it, oh my lanta, the, the eating out the meals and shopping and it, it kind of grouped it into just disposable blah income or spending, I guess, was giant, like right? giant. And it it's was so much way money. bigger than my everything else that I actually needed to pay, all my bills, it was way bigger. And I'm like, oh, that's where all my money's going. Weird. Yeah. That's <laughs> a lot of money. You I just don't do see it. With. Yeah. You just don't see it. $5 here, $10 there, $50 there. And my mom used to say this and it used to drive me nuts because I'm all about the balance of things, but she would say, she would get mad when I would. Get a coffee out like a latte or something like that because she's like that's five dollars I'm like it's five dollars like it's no big deal and she's like yeah but if you get a coffee every day for this money you know it adds up so I agree with that so I ended up switching to okay I only allow myself one coffee a week yeah out I mean I make a crap ton of coffee at home but <laughs> one coffee out and just saw that all of a sudden I had more money <laughs>
0: weird. Yeah. Weird. Whoa. Poof. I know. But it, that's I think why we love why we wanted to start this podcast in the first place is that life is a lot easier than we make it. Like you don't get oh wrong. Guess, it's h- yeah. very hard in ways too. I'm not going to discredit that. But these little things that we've learned like you just said I guarantee someone listening is like, holy shit, that's true. I could save so much money if I make coffee. Just like you were the first time you learned it. But when you're in the middle of doing it, you're just like, oh, whatever, it's five bucks. Like seriously, my dad was the same way. He'd take us to get ice cream and he'd be like, I'm not getting anything, which used to annoy me and at times still does. But he was saving, every time he didn't get something, he was saving up so that we could have another one, which is so like, you know, parents and how wonderful they are for their kids. But you can save a lot of money just maybe not making small purchases of things that you really don't need
1: right well and even just being aware of it knowing I think I just was a plain victim to just not being aware and not even knowing where I was spending my money because I wasn't really raised with budget awareness or anything like that so learning that as an adult now um Obviously, has improved my goal setting because, like you said, okay, well, if you don't even make ten grand in three months, how are you going to save ten grand? Yeah, <laughs> know, like-
0: it's being practical. You said another word that I loved, which is discipline, which is another thing I didn't think of. And I was reading "You Are a Badass at Making Money" by Zen- Jen Sincero, which you're going to hear me reference five thousand times in <laughs> this podcast. But um, I put it in my phone as one of my one of my reminders, and it says, "Staying discipline is literally only a matter of waiting and refocusing and it sounds like one like one <laughs> when you actually think about it it's true um if you want to go and get a coffee and you're like i just told myself i was, I, I was only get one a week and it's thursday and i already had one on tuesday if you just go and flail through your day like most of us do because we're in such a rush you're probably just going to spend it and then be hard on yourself next week being like shit i went two or three times Instead of sitting at the top of your stairs, grabbing your keys and being like, I told myself that I was only getting one coffee a week. I'm sitting here. I'm waiting. I'm refocusing on my goals. I can do this. It's very hard. (laughs) It sucks. But once you do it a few times, you you build that like, wow, I trust myself. I can, I control my life. I choose where I'm going. And this sounds very dramatic over a $5 coffee, (laughs) but it transfers over into other things oh yeah like i i can do this i mean i'm referencing my mom a lot right now maybe i just am super emotional i love her but she wrote me this letter when i took the trip when i did my solo trip and i'll never ever forget it i keep it with me still writing about how you know you didn't get that perfect pair of shoes that went with that dress during this time to save money or you didn't go out with your friends and i know you wanted to or you you know picked up extra shifts at grandma's house when you have a goal and you actually want it, you work your ass off for it. And I have yet to probably find one other than buying the winery and going on that trip that I like my whole heart and soul. I think that comes down to passion too. Yeah. Are your goals actually something that you want to achieve, mm-hmm. that you want to do, or is it something that you think you have to do?
1: Right. And that's the fundamental basis of, like you said, discipline and passion of the difference between setting a goal and accomplishing a goal I think
0: yeah I think it's passion I this probably sounds morbid so maybe you'll t- you can tell me but <laughs> I just probably I don't know what time it is these days but I think it was probably a month ago I was driving into town and I was thinking about all the goals that I have and what I want to do and what I accomplish before I die and I always just would say like what do I want to do what do I want to do what do I want to be and I read framed and rewrote that question as will I be what will I be sad that I didn't do if I were to die you know at 50 what will I be sad I didn't accomplish Mm -hmm. and that changed everything for me I I do want to learn another language someday but if I died and didn't know one I wouldn't be really sad but I would have been terrible I would have been so I would have been so pissed at myself if we didn't start this podcast Right. And so saying that question and looking at my goals, I was able to eliminate a couple that I still want to do someday, but I prioritize them kind of lower. Mm -hmm. And I really like, for me, every brain's different, obviously, but for me, that changed everything. I was like, oh shit, this is what I actually want to do. Right. This is maybe something I thought I should do because I used to think all the traveling I did, I have to at least know another language. That's what I used to think. And it's like, who's even even saying that? No (laughs) one. You literally just made that up yourself. So right. that's helped
1: me a ton. That's a good question to funnel the passion per goal. Yeah. I think is to what say say it again. What was the question again?
0: Um, what will I I think I say it different every time. That's what my <laughs> husband called me out for the other day. But instead of saying what do I want to do in my life, saying when I die, what will I be sad that I didn't do? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I immediately... You know, what's weird is I immediately think of having kids. Like, I will be sad if I
0: don't have kids. Isn't that that's cool, so though? weird. But, but that's what I'm saying. When you say it, it that way, it kind of takes this emotional... We're very emotional people, so people are like, what the hell? I'm talking about death. Um, But it really does. It kind of... I get goosebumps when you just said that because that's something that you talk about, but you also talk about a lot of things. But that kind of shows, like... How important it really is. Yeah, and maybe... Maybe you're putting too much pressure on achieving other goals, and really, like that's the thing you want to focus on right now. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's what you want to work your life around. So, well, there you go. I got one supporter here, Natalie. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> I'm
1: just gonna go cry
0: now. <laughs> yeah, well, I know it's emotional, but I think that that's just a great way to find out what's really important to yourself. Because when you think about death, you do think about the things that and and family friends your partner everyone is very important but when you're on your deathbed it comes down to what you did with your life your legacy what do you want to leave behind and I take that pretty seriously so for me I think most people do but that kind of helps and what do I actually want to do where do I want to be I like that I might add that to the Sunday check-in list
1: mm-hmm. of, which we'll touch on later because that's a
0: that's going to be a big, big old, podcast yeah. in the future
1: But, um, I like that question a lot.
0: Well, now she can't even think about what she's gonna say. I know now I I can't even. My
1: brain is just going up like, what do I what changes? Yeah, it's
0: the it it brings us back to the whole prioritizing goals. Um, and once once again, I think I've said this seven times in a row, but what's important to you, not what you feel like you have to do in this world, but what do you want to do? And that could be. You know, someone listening right now, I'd be like, yeah, I don't even care about this. know I actually care about this or that. And that can be a whole nother, I could, you could uproot a lot of things in your life, but just a good way to look at it. That's helped me.
1: I love that. Do you think that, um, what about people that don't
0: set goals? Do those people exist?
1: <laughs> well, I think they kind of just float through life.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I think that maybe they're not asking that question that we just talked about maybe. And there, there's so many different, well, I think a big part of this podcast is that we want everyone to feel included when they're listening to it. So I don't want to say that like other people like that, but maybe someone in the past has been told that they are nothing or that they don't, they're never going to be anything. So they might be thinking, well, why, what I want to, well, why make a list of goals then, you know, right. why do that? So I think, that someone who maybe doesn't make lists, I would assume, or list sorry, goals, um, maybe has other self-work to do and self-worth work to do. Because I think another big question for making, um, setting goals for yourself is, can you actually, do you actually believe you can achieve them? Right. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to do this, but I'm never really gonna. They say that after they say it, well, then you're just setting yourself up for failure. So, I mean, I guess I, I don't really know what, people that don't it probably comes down to taking those first steps of what do I want to do in my life that would probably help with goals but I think some people that don't I mean you and I are just I think another caliber too like we want the best life possible and I think a lot of people think that but life is hard so maybe they're just like whatever like it, you know and some people are just I'm fine with me yeah, they it really are easier to have they're like, I'm good well and some people like are. I just read this um, blog post a few years ago, I say, I uh, just a few years ago. Um, but I remember reading this blog post of this girl saying like, I'm fine. Just like going to g- getting my um, two-year degree at my associates, getting married, having a couple kids and living like a lower middle-class life. Like I'm very comfortable doing that. That is a goal for me. And she felt really conflicted because a lot of people were like, you got to be bigger. You got to be better. You got to do more. Um, but you don't. Right.
1: Whatever so feels good to whatever you. Whatever feels
0: good. So I guess going back to that, I don't know for those people, but for us over here, we're big goal setters, <laughs> but we also want to work to be, you know, big goal achievers. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Goal
1: achievers.
0: Yeah. I like that. So to kind of wrap that all up as I talk for the last 40 minutes straight. Sorry, Natalie. <laughs> I'm irrelevant. Oh, and this one, I'm the better goal maker. Um <laughs> But I think, like you said, what about people that maybe don't make goals or what about, you know, where do we go from this? I think a lot of our podcasts, our episodes, you know, we talk and we try to really now guide you on where to go next. So we are big list people. Yeah. We always talk about the list that we make. Um, and I am someone that has, have, has changed the way I make lists a thousand times. So how I do it is the beginning of the week. I make a, the list of things that I have to do, like, you know, maybe for work or for my house and then things that I would like to do maybe for my mental health or just go get brunch with the girls on Wednesday at 11 and then write them all down, give them a day to do them and then prioritize them. So that kind of sounds like a lot, but um, I really like the old school way. Like a, I, my parents are printers, so I grew up with scratch pads all over the house and sticky notes and I really like that. Um, but there's a ton of really great apps too. I was looking up a bunch and I'm not going to list any just because there's so many and they kind of work with different, you know, where you are at in life. So if you just type in, you know, top organizational apps, there's some really great ones there. That's yeah. really great if you're more techie. But if you also just want to do an old school and write down, that's super helpful. Where would you, what would you say for a first, if you were wanting someone to start a goal tomorrow, what you think is the best? Um, I would say
1: looking back, I would definitely say self-reflection to see what they feel most insecure about or have the most regret towards. And then you kind of know what bugs you. Hmm. I I was on the emotional side. yeah. 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 I mean, I think goals, you know, are all different shapes and sizes and of variety between personal, emotional, professional, financial, like all that stuff. Um, So I always go to the emotional one of what bugs me the most. What
0: What do I want to change? Yeah.
1: Um, Or how can I improve something that, gosh, I really hate that. I have trust issues still or whatever. So, okay. So that's impacting my life. How do I get through that? What's a goal that I can set to help me through that? Um, Is my goal finding a new therapist that I connect with? Is it. Um, asking my friend if I can talk to her once a week about it or whatever. That's me. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Um, But so I think that gives you the self-reflection, gives you a guide in your own journey, but then like a more fundamental goal, like saving money or something like that. Uh, Oh gosh. Well, I, I am a am a list person in my phone. I do lists in notebooks, but they tend to just get buried in yeah, other get stuff. Lost. So I definitely, am. Um, I use my, just my notes yeah, in my phone. Um, and I really like it if it looks pleasing, I remember it. So like I use bullet points and bold font and all. So mm. I, so I notice it and then I also write it in a pattern so that I kind of like know visually what my goals are. And it's easier for me to achieve them then. And I check in with them every day. We Take also, it more seriously because it looks good. Right. And we also do weekly goals. Um, My partner and I do. So those are kind of nice to even just check in with each other. Of uh, We are holding each other accountable, but we're not there to judge one another on it. We're just, hey, I had a goal to read, you know, one book a month and drink more water and have a water spacer between cocktails and I say them out loud and then he goes how do you feel like you're doing with those and I say oh I feel like I'm doing you know whatever pretty good or I could improve here and then we move on to his goal so it's not with it's almost just a verbal platform to check in with yourself guided by your partner
0: that's nice, though, too. That's another tip for achieving goals is having someone to hold you accountable, whether that's your partner, your mom, your friend, whatever. Um, so just a reminder, whether you're setting emotional goals or financial goals or just a goal to get out of bed that day, <laughs> you're going to achieve them. And we love you and support you. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see you on episode five. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.